we can get addicted to that drama and think healthy is boring. Welcome to Women Being Loved. I'm Tadra, your host. This is part two of our discussion of The List. If you didn't listen to part one, check out last week's episode. So, The List. (laughs) The list that I'm talking about is that romantic list that many of us make when we're considering what we want in a life partner. Last week, we discussed how it's probably best to wait to make the list until you've explored who you truly are, uh, what patterns you're repeating in relationships, and why you want the things that are on your list. So let's pick up from where we left off. As usual, I'm going to share advice from the extraordinary women that I'm interviewing for my upcoming book on love for women 35 and above. I would say about 40 of the 50 women I've interviewed so far told me that they made a list of what they want in a future mate. Okay, I don't think that's a particularly unique thing to do. I think most people do it at some point in their lives, right? Some had made a list earlier in life that focused heavily on looks and material possessions. (laughs) I think we've all done that as well. So let's call that list the wish list. I said last week that I believe that there are either two lists or an evolution of the first list, right? So I'm not going to you know, go into all of that this week. Cause as I said, I already did that. But if you would like to hear that one, go back to that episode, because there are some gems in there, if I do say so myself. But now at 35 and beyond, these same women were making a different list. And I will call this one the real list, R-E-A-L list. As each woman began to share her real list with me, I noticed that there were threads that went through their stories because as I've said in other episodes, I love data. I love research. I love looking at what works and what doesn't. So the most obvious thread was that each of these women decided to make their real list in a moment of clarity. So those moments were they had just ended a challenging relationship. They were taking a sabbatical from dating. They had started a spiritual journey. Some had even included years of celibacy. They were serious about this thing. They had come to a place where they were tired of choosing the same types of partners based on things that felt important when they were younger. You know, when they were 20, 25, and it's all about, I want a cool guy with a great car. (laughs) You know, or worse, they were making their lists based on trauma bonding, right? Things that they had been through that maybe they had normalized. If you are not familiar with trauma bonding, I've included a really wonderful article below in the show notes and some books for you to consider if you find yourself in that situation. One woman said that she was repeatedly attracted to men who treated her badly. I think some of us can raise our hands on that one, right? Like, ooh, he's he's sexy. He doesn't return my calls. (laughs) 
At the time, she said her list included things like he needed to be a little bit dangerous. Not dangerous, dangerous, but just a little bit around the edges. He needed to be unpredictable. He needed to be charismatic, smooth. He had to be a little bit of a bad boy, right? That was exciting to her when she wasn't in her authentic self. But she wanted these bad boy characteristics because that's what she was accustomed to. And there was a dopamine hit around the excitement of that. And it also, as she said, made for some hell of amazing sex, right? Because there, there, there are all these emotions and, and highs attached to it. But after a lot of heartache, she went to therapy. Yes, I know. I say therapy a lot because I believe in it. It can take years off of your suffering. She went to therapy and started unpacking important things. And lo and behold, her list changed. Can you imagine that? Her new, her real list included kind, stable, faithful, and other positive character-driven qualities. Now, she admitted that initially she thought, mm, I'm going to end up with somebody boring. And that's, that's what we think when we've just been on this roller coaster high, when we've had dopamine hit after dopamine hit in relationships, and we are always uh, off balance, and we're always trying to figure out what's going on with this person. You know, we can get addicted to that drama and think healthy is boring. She doesn't think that anymore. She said her husband actually is anything but boring. And more importantly, he has taught her what a real, loving, committed relationship looks and feels like. That's something she never had in those other relationships. And she's happy. She's happy with the whole of it, right? She didn't get into details about their sex, but she said they have passion and she is happy. They've been married for four years and all's going beautifully. Veronica, a friend of mine, she shared her story from my book. Veronica was in a 23-year relationship that ended very painfully. She said three days later, she was in therapy because she was worried about her psychological state. She also added seeing an energy worker to the mix. Uh, she took a year and seven months to heal before dating again. In that time frame, she had the clarity to write her real list. So I asked her permission to share some of her interview. I think it's powerful for you to hear in her own words what she did when she got clarity on what and who she wanted in her life. I wrote out a list mm -hmm. of qualities that I wanted in my husband. And I wanted a husband. I didn't want to just be. I wanted that commitment because I didn't have that with my ex. So I wrote out a, a definitive list of what I wanted. And I, I say this, I tell people this, I was very clear. Mm -hmm. And I would read it out loud twice a day. Mm. And sometimes I would, put my, I would put my headphones on and walk down the street pretending like I was on the telephone with someone, but I would be reading that list out loud because I wanted it to be out in the world, in the universe. And so when I met, he had 
pretty much about 90% of those traits that I had wanted. I think this is an interesting approach and very hands-on, and I love how intentional she was. But this isn't how every woman does it. Another woman said she wrote her real list and she tucked it away in her Bible and she trusted God to bring what she needed. Another woman put hers in a journal and left it there for years, only pulling it out later and realizing that the man that she was about to marry was all of the qualities on her list. Okay, so let's let's talk how to make a list. How do we make a list? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, some women made lists with words, right? Very simple, just wrote out words in a journal, as I mentioned a moment ago. While others, like Veronica, made audio files so that they could listen to this thing over and over and like manifest that. Other women did index cards so that they could carry them with them in their purse. They're on the subway. They can pull them out and look at them. Other women made vision boards that they hung up in their bedrooms and they could look at it. They could think about it. They could meditate on it before they went to bed first thing in the morning. Doesn't really matter what form it takes. They all served the same purpose. Being a guidepost for what these women finally, finally, eh, finally, (laughs) and actually and honestly wanted, right? So whichever of these ways or a different way that you make up works for you, do that, right? This is not about formulas. Do that. I will tell you my own experience. Um, I made my list in a journal and it was sort of backwards kind of way, but it worked. I made my real list while I was still in a 10 year committed relationship, right? (laughs) I don't advise doing it that way. Like you're in the relationship and you're like, oh crap, this is not at all what I wanted. Um, But you know, in some cases, that's how we learn what we want, right? So my list included faithful, good communicator, creative, deeply intelligent, adventurous, loves to travel the world and do stuff, respectful of me. I looked at my list and then I looked at the man who was across the table from me and there was no overlap, none. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Nor did he want to become anything other than who he was, which is fair, totally fair. No one is required to change for me or for anyone else, but who he was, wasn't working for me. My husband now has these qualities in spades. He is deeply intelligent. We can have the most wonderful conversations that just go on and on. And it's wonderful about all kinds of subjects. He is adventurous. Oh my goodness. We have traveled the world together and he will do it at the drop of a hat. Yes, let's go, babe. Let's do it. You know, um, yeah, just so much. And he is incredibly faithful. And I have known him as that person before we were dating because he was my friend and I saw how he treated other girlfriends, women who didn't always deserve the kindness and the faithfulness that he was giving them. And so I got to see this man in his natural habitat, if you will, before it mattered to me, before it had any impact on me. And I was like, oh my goodness, there are men like this in the world, (laughs) you know? So 
I got everything I wanted on my list, but I had to do some serious work on myself to understand that I had to stop going after the same type of men or just going with the flow if any attractive man pursued me. I think the turning point for all of us is when we are fully in our worth and not battling low (sighs) self-esteem. Yeah. So working on ourselves, working on ourselves before working on a list is key. As one woman said, creating the real list makes it clear to you what your non-negotiables are. Oh, child, let's say that one again. Creating the real list makes it clear to you what your non-negotiables are. And sis, you should have non-negotiables. And don't let anybody tell you you're being picky. You know what you need. And with your real list, you don't waste time chasing sexual chemistry that's rooted in lust when you want passionate desire that's rooted in love. It's a very different approach. It's a very different experience. It may both look like, well, it's sex, but it is different. You don't chase charisma when you want character, okay? Someone can have both, but many times charisma is covering up something else. True character is what you want. So that's today's discussion. Where are you in the midst of all of this? Are you ready to make your real list? And what qualities are you going to put on it? I would love, love to hear what they are. As usual, please leave a comment or review on this episode and let me know if there were any takeaways that were uh, inspiring or encouraging or instructional for you, because that's the whole point. That's why I'm doing this. If this episode did bring you clarity and encouragement, please consider sponsoring this podcast or giving a one-time gift to afford me more time to interview and create quality content weekly. Look in the show notes for details and I will see you next week. 